Hello, I am Mukesh Bansal. Welcome to Sparks. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the topic of habits. I think habits are super important for anyone who wants to create a big impact in life. I did not know this earlier in my career. It was only in my 30s I understood the idea of habits, the role habits play in shaping what we do day after day after day, and how because of our habits certain actions both good or bad tend to compound over a very long period of time i think anyone who is interested in doing big things in life if you want to create big impact if you want your efforts to add up into exponential impact over long term through power of compounding you have to understand what habits are you need to understand how habits work how so many things that happen in our day on a daily basis are a function of habits without understanding habit you don't know where your energy in a day are going to do for example today most of what has happened in my day is because of habits i have acquired over a period of time some habits are great habits but there are so many habits that we all have that we are not even aware of something as mundane as uh, what side of bed you step out in the morning for example if i try to think i step out of right side of my bed every single day whether i'm at home or traveling or hotel bed or wherever similarly if you pay attention to which sock you first put on all of us always every single time put on the sock on the same leg for some people's right leg for some people's left leg obviously no one is sitting around and thinking you know whether i should put on a sock on left leg first or right leg first no you don't work that way it's a habit that you've acquired over a long period of time whether you are a tea person or a coffee person that is a function of a habit what time you go to office you know are you somebody who ends up in office at um, uh, bright and early at 9 am that's a habit or you're somebody who probably start very late around 12 or even 1 at least that's acceptable in bangalore tech culture that's a function of habit you know which side of your shoulder you carry your laptop bag it's also a habit you know we don't think about it you know for example again i always carry my laptop bag on right side of my shoulder for last 20 years and now to the extent where i think my right shoulder is little bit tilted this way versus you know and i want to change i want to carry my laptop bag on left shoulder but i just don't remember because that's not a habit that i'm used to you know my body is my brain automatically decides it's a autopilot behavior i tend to do and so on what i'm trying to say is in a given day so many things happens morning till night everything that happens is mostly a function of habit depending on who you talk to what literature you read people will say as much as 80 or 90% of what happens in our day is a function of our habit take today or tomorrow or the day you had one year ago or five year ago all day looks like same you get up you start your day you do bunch of things day comes to an end you go to a bed that's basically whole life so if the entire life is made up of these singular days and if everything that happens in a day is a function of habit that means most of the outcome of your life is going to be function of the habits you have aristotle had famously said we are what we repeatedly do excellence is therefore in habit that's the point i'm trying to make is um, by taking control of your habit you can choose 
who do you want to be all of us are you know one way to think about who we are is basically you know thinking in terms of habits you know i am a bundle of habit i have acquired bunch of habits over a period of time lot of habit acquisition is not conscious many things happen around us you know how we grow up who we spend time with which affect our habit so so many different ways to acquire habit many people acquire some habit while growing up they see their parents doing certain things for example maybe in some household people have morning tea maybe it's a family ritual you know everyone sits around a dining table and have a tea together now that becomes a habit you acquire that habit and it'll continue for the rest of your life uh maybe the habit also include adding two or three or four spoonful of sugars now that's part of a habit you know something you do on a autopilot manner every single day without thinking in fact you don't feel like you are able to start your day on a good note unless you have your morning cup of tea uh, for example you know my father always used to pray around 7:30 in the evening i grew up watching him doing that so that could be an influence you know you pick up lot of these habits from your parents a uh, lot of people you know spending habit are based on their parents spending habit you know what they do and so on uh, we pick up lot of habits in our college years or when we start whenever you know when people start their first job or they change city what we are doing is we are always absorbing things in our environment we are trying to fit in we are trying to see how things happen that way um an example of uh, when i started working uh, early in my first job some of my colleagues used to go out in the afternoon uh, for for a coffee break you know they will drive to a nearby starbucks this was in late 90s and i would initially i would just go along with them just to take a break from my work and since everyone was having coffee i'll also have a coffee after a few months that become a habit you know even when they are not around i'll just start feeling this craving for having coffee in the afternoon and um, pretty much you know that became part of my identity over a period of time so you are absorbing these habits uh, from your environment obviously parents siblings friends colleagues are very big source of habits these are the habits that we are absorbing subconsciously you know no one is making that choice example picking up habit for smoking you know most people start smoking in college somebody in the college starts smoking you are hanging out together you are curious you want to try it you know give it a shot you feel something you know do it next time next time and before you know it the dopamine related to smoking starts to kick in and slowly slowly it's become part of your daily routine you have certain you know set patterns you know i've seen lot of people the moment a long meeting ends that is their cue for bolting out uh, to nearby smoking corner for for their smoke so you know that's that's a habit you know people have a, people acquire from their environment so lot of habits we acquire unconsciously just by being virtue of which environment we are part of one of my favorite saying is you are some total of our five person you spend most time with what that means is you know five people that you are spending most time with you are continuously watching them you are going to mimic their habits mimic their desires you because you are trying to blend in and that starts to become part of habits that you have for example if your friend circle somebody who is always watching content in the evening chances are you will end up picking the habit and become part of a autopilot habit that's part of your personality 
but some habits are also driven by life events when something significant significant happens we consciously make an effort to build a habit one of the examples i've seen that you know people who have uh, small kids when the kids start school and schools mostly start in the morning you know you see in the apartment complexes the bus will come around 6:30 or so so if you need to have your kid ready to go to school at 6:30 you probably need to get up at 5:30 wake up the kid help the kid get ready prepare la- prepare a snack or lunch and so on so the virtue of that you no know, kid is having to start a school forces you to build a habit of getting up early in the morning sometime you go see a doctor and doctor tells you that you are prediabetic because your glucose levels have been above a certain threshold your hb1ac is say 7 or something and that acts as a wake up call you know you want to do something about it so that becomes a strong motivation for you to try to perhaps cut down sugar or cut down snacks uh, pay more attention to your diet sometime the trigger could be a big life event you know a lot of people when uh, let's say a wedding is coming up whether it's yours or a close friend you want to look good in a wedding or sometime you know maybe you are preparing to go on a holiday which is on a beach you want to look a certain way or it's a college reunion again you know you have a motivation to look a certain way so you start to make habit changes and you'll probably subscribe for a gym you start going for your workout regularly maybe you make some diet change so these are examples of uh, habit change that we make because we want a certain outcome uh, there is a life event which uh, increases our awareness we want to make the change so we start putting in that effort and sometimes we are able to make that habit change and once we make the habit change chances are it may become a long term habit change even though trigger might have been a particular diagnosis or a particular life event but now that you have made that change you've struggled through that initial period of 2 3 months it becomes part of who you are and then we carry on that habit for a long period of time i have picked up lot of habits from the companies i've worked for at different stages you know we probably had a different challenge for to adapt to that challenge you know i started acting in certain way and over a period of time that become part of my habit you know one example i can share is um in a corporate setup you know you are people are generally giving feedback and unfortunately a lot of feedback is about somebody else so somebody will you know pe- come to me and share a feedback about another person who is not in the room at some point i decided the probably best way to have their conversation is to call the third person in the room so i developed that habit and i would call that person and uh, and then i say let's all of us talk you know while face to face instead of talking behind uh someone's back and that has become a habit for me that you know now no matter where i work i continue that habit i have a habit of writing uh what i call top of my note every monday morning now you know i continue with the habit while i was a mintra i will continue the habit at cult i'm pretty sure in tomorrow if i work somewhere else i'll continue that habit so you know the beauty of a habit was the habits are formed they become part of who you are and little later i'll talk about you know why our brains that work that way you know, why do we have a tendency to acquire habit and why do they become integral part of who we are but i want to talk about one very important concept about habits you know this is the idea of a keystone habit
the idea of keystone literally come from you know keystone that we use in construction of buildings while well, we don't use it anymore people used to use it so just going on a tangent for a second you know the way if you have seen those big arches that these ancient forts have you will notice that the arch is going to be u shaped there are these heavy stones you know which are stacked one after another and there is a big stone which is kind of v shaped which is at the center so the thing about the keystone the literal you know keystone or capstone is that without the uh, the keystone puts the entire arch it locks it in place without the keystone the entire arch will fall down because you know keystone forces each subsequent stone to support each other and ultimately the pressure transfers all the way down to the bottommost stone which is supporting on pillar so literally the job a keystone does is to hold everything together so i really like that analogy i think recognizing one's keystone habit is very important keystone habits could be positive or negative and the example of positive keystone habit is working out in the morning i know so many people for them if they can manage to work out in the morning they just feel great about the day you feel like i have already conquered my day i can do whatever i want to do um i'm a huge fan of um, this podcast by dr andrew huberman he talks about if in the morning you can do one physically challenging activity for example workout or a long run or if you can do a intellectually challenging activity it could be writing for an hour it could be solving a key problem at work you feel you know it's already just 9 am or 10 am you're already feeling you've done great things about your day so workout is another you know powerful keystone habit negative keystone habits unfortunately bangalore you know what is all too common is we have a huge pub culture you know pretty much every street has this mega giant pubs you know with who knows you know capacity of 1000 2000 people and uh, they're buzzing all the time and the culture in lot of uh companies in bangalore is becoming that you know you finish your work 8 pm you head to one of those pubs and you watch something on television have a few drinks but in that process you know easily you will come home by 11 or 12 the challenge with that is you know we know that alcohol is quite detrimental to sleep the sleep quality goes for a toss uh we have different sleep stages and at some point i'm going to do very detailed episode on sleep because sleep is that so important to overall well-being and health and the process of creating impact but you know when you're hanging out in the evening because of alcohol sleeping late your sleep goes for a toss next day you will get a feeling groggy maybe you have a little bit of a headache or hangover and you will just not have a great day and because you don't have a great day when the day ends you are feeling very meh meh and um, maybe you will end up going to a pub again and the whole cycle will repeat another version of negative keystone is the habit of binge watching that these this pretty much most of us are almost addicted to um you know you start watching uh let's say you know uh first episode of season 5 of something and uh, the episode obviously always ends on a cliffhanger you are very curious about what is going to happen next and uh, netflix will make it very easy for you you don't even have to play next it'll auto play the next episode and uh, so you say okay you know what's another you know 20 30 minutes you end up finishing sec- second episode and before you know it 
you spend three or four hours binge watching something and it's already 1 a.m., 2 a.m. You are feeling starting to, the moment the series ends, that dopamine starts to um, reduce and you're already kind of uh, cursing yourself, you know, how could you again watch, you know, content for three hours nonstop. You are feeling um, your mind is so awake, you don't know how to fall asleep and somehow you manage to go through a night and maybe, you know, next day the whole cycle repeats again. So what keystone habit means, you know, while we have lots of habit, in you know, all of us have probably hundreds of habits who drive and shape who we are, some habits are particularly important because they have a profound ripple effect. What I mean by ripple effect is that by virtue of having that habit, a lot of other things automatically follow. So for me, that keystone habit has been sleeping at 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know sleeping at 9 p.m. might sound weird and there was a time I used to sleep at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., even 2 a.m. But different things happened over a period of time where I eventually ended up building this habit or sleeping at 9 p.m. Initially, it was not easy at all. Uh, the trigger for me was when you know I used to work out regularly and my typical workout time was either morning 8 a.m. Or, or evening 6, even 7 p.m. But when I started Mintra and uh, my daughter started going to school, so in the morning, I have to help her get ready for school. That process will start around 6 a.m. or so. Then I'll go to office. Uh, you know, Mintra early days, things were challenging. You know, we were working 10, 12 hours a day. So pretty much whole day will go into that. And I kind of got out of habit of working out for almost a year. At some point, um, I decided the only way I can have a regular workout ha habit is to work out at 5.30 in the morning. Now, how do you work out 5.30 in the morning? You know, you need to be well rested. Um, my daughter used to sleep by 8, 8.30. So I thought probably best thing for me to do is the moment she goes to sleep right after that, I can also try going to sleep. It was very difficult. You know, I'll have all kind of distractions, spend time on phone, try to read a book or... Um, calls some of the colleagues and even have a, you know, kind of phone call at 9 or even 10 p.m. But somehow I worked through that and started forcing myself to just be in bed by 9 p.m. After I was able to do it for a while, I would automatically start getting up at 5 a.m. Getting up at 5 a.m. means I'll be able to show up in the gym by 5.30. I'll do a decent workout between 5.30 to 6.30 be back home in time to help my daughter get ready. And the moment she will leave for school by 7.15, I'll realize my I've already finished my workout. I have my whole day in front of me to plan whatever I want to do. Almost kind of get a early start for the work I want to do. And also feeling really good about myself because I'd worked out, you know, with workout, you have these endorphin releases. You just feel, you know, this burst of energy. So I started liking that feeling. Over a period of time, sleeping at 9 p.m. became a habit for me. And, you know, things will tend to go really well. But then sometime life events will happen and that habit will fall off. So, for example, you know, when pandemic happened, um, slowly, slowly, we all got used to doing Zoom calls. Sometimes Zoom calls will, hap uh, will ha happen late in the evening. Around COVID time, we were doing an acquisition in the U.S., so I will end up having a lot of calls late in the evening and slowly, slowly my sleep time starts shifting back. But I noticed that as my sleep time went back to 11 or 12 a.m., 
it start to have a ripple effect on rest of my day you know i will inevitably either miss my workout in the morning or uh, even if i work out if i force myself work out i will not feel same energy i'll have to force myself through some kind of workout uh post workout i'll just feel really you know quite uh uh lethargic not pumped up will not be able to focus on my work and just overall have a very average day so having gone through this cycle multiple times eventually i realized for me personally sleep is that keystone habit if i manage to sleep by 9 pm lot of good things happen in my day if i fail to sleep by 9 pm and sometime it will also happen because of some kind of social outing uh you know you know if you hang out with your office colleagues or friends usually you will go out by 7 8 you will come back by 11 probably after few drinks and again you know this vicious cycle will repeat so eventually i had this realization that personally for me sleep is that keystone habit if i can just do one single thing in my life right which is to go to bed at 9 pm so many other habits automatically happen working out in the morning meditation in the morning uh being focused at work uh, able to deal with stress at work and so on so this is very important to pay attention to what are these positive or negative keystone habits the everything we are going to discuss about habit is not going to be relevant unless you are able to isolate these important keystone habits so one tool i would like to suggest everyone is to introspect you can pause this podcast right now take 5 minutes and think about what is that keystone habit that triggers a lot of positive things in your life or triggers a lot of negative things in your life if there is something positive just awareness that is of that is great because then you can be productive about it now i am aware of sleeping at 9 pm as a keystone habit so i go to any length to protect that to the extent where i really try to have all my social meetings over breakfast or lunch and avoid you know evening going out because it affects my keystone habit uh so think about what that keystone habit for you is it could be meditation um it could even be fasting you know you know every time you fast maybe great things happen to you subsequently what are negative keystone habits you know what are the set patterns you keep falling into which triggers cascade of negative things which you know in some ways help repeat the whole cycle if you can recognize that you know if it is a good keystone habit by all means nurture it protect it if it is a bad keystone habit then you'll have to work hard at changing it it's not going to be easy at all i think we'll talk a little later about what you can do to come out of bad habit patterns but all change starts with awareness you know if you don't even know what those negative patterns are there is no chance you can break out of those so think about it write it down and make a mental note it should either look like i have this positive keystone habit i want to nurture or i want to build this positive keystone habit later on i'll talk to you about lot of different examples of great habits we can think about adding to your lifestyle or these are my negative keystone habits that i want to do something about it will together go through what you can do to break out those negative uh, habit patterns so every time i keep saying you know we are a bundle of habits the obvious question emerge why you know why is it that we are all wired so deeply to be these creatures of habit there is very strong evolutionary reason for that habits evolved over a period of time as a energy saving device 
so what happens in our brain has all these different compartments there are things you know that we have to consciously make a choice you know if i ask you a question right now would you want your coffee with uh, uh cream or no cream you have to think about that especially if you're not a habitual coffee drinker you may even think over whether you want to have a coffee at this time or not this is a conscious thought process for which you have to spend some uh brain cycles on thinking about something and making decision consumes energy but there's so many things that happens in our body throughout the day for example you are not making a choice about how fast to make your heart beat or whether you want to slow down your breathing or speed up your breathing these are all conscious processes your brain is still dictating all these things brain sends a signal to all these organs to do their job you know and regulate to some extent so that's understanding you know brain has this conscious thought process where we deliberately make a decision which is very energy consuming and brain has you know much bigger part uh, where lot of this decision making is an autopilot so habits is a hack into that autonomous part of our brain where we don't have to think about it you know one easy way to illustrate this you know how we think about learning a new skill initially when you try to learn to ride a cycle you have to pay a lot of attention you have to continuously balance you are either falling right side or left side and you are you know continuously adjusting your weight shifting trying to somehow balance and hold on to the cycle but eventually and that is requiring lot of conscious thought process you know lot of paying attention to what you are doing you obviously cannot have a conversation with somebody who are trying to learn how to ride a bicycle or you can't obviously you know text and uh, and and ride a cycle you know but once you learn how to ride a cycle what has happened is lot of that learning has gone part into your unconscious part of your brain the once the skill is acquired it gets transferred and you don't have to think about this anymore you just hop onto any cycle even the cycles you have never seen and your brain know what it needs to do while you can actually if you choose to you can be listening to a song or an audiobook or have a conversation with somebody else who is riding alongside you so that's an example of something going from your conscious brain to subconscious brain so that's exactly how habits work so if you study humans evolutionary history you know when you are out there in the jungle living as a hunter gatherer there are lot of things that need to happen during your day you have lot of you know big things to watch out for you need to somehow find a food when food was really scarce you need to make sure you don't walk into uh danger because danger was lurking everywhere you know it was a struggle to survive you have to find a mate you know so you have to behave in a certain manner you know project yourself in certain way you know that has not changed you know from hunter gathering society till now but these are some of the important things you know which required for a continuation of life and if every day you have to think about all of those things it will consume too much energy but energy was always scarce so we evolved this mechanism of habit formation and it predates human beings that most animal species have their own habitual patterns you know we have these migratory birds some of them migrate all the way from north pole to equator you know they take this 20000 km long journey twice every year is a habitual pattern you know most animals in the wild they have these habitual patterns of going to a particular watering hole or going to a salt lake you know salt is absolutely critical to life so just as a habit you know they end up doing these things so he as 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 you know as mammals and later as humans we evolved to become very good at acquiring habits so that we don't have to think about those things and you know because of the habits we have acquired we are able to save so much energy during the day imagine that if you have to make a decision every single day how much energy will consume in fact we see a lot of people uh 
go out of their way to avoid having to make decisions you know we all know about steve jobs that he will wear this black turtleneck sweater every single day what was his rationale for that he said no i don't want to be in my wardrobe in the morning thinking about you know whether i should wear this red shirt or a blue shirt or you know what kind of look to put together he obviously can do that but it consumes tiny bit of conscious brain energy which he was trying to avoid mark zuckerberg he pretty much you know wears great t-shirt to work every single day and again he doesn't have to think about it. and of course he can afford to have i don't know a few hundred gray round neck t-shirts right but one needs to recognize that every time you make a conscious decision it will consume energy it will fatigue you your ability to decision making will dwindle you know your will power will go down and you will be a lot more tempted to give into whatever temptation happened to be around so habits is something you know which bypasses that anything which is a habitual behavior so for example you know i am i like drinking my black coffee in the morning but i never make a decision i just walk up to coffee machine you know or hot water grinded coffee powder in the machine and uh, you know just without thinking about drinking coffee i'm thinking about probably something else but i'm able to i'm doing that uh instead if i have to make a decision whether should i have a coffee today or not have a coffee today that's going to consume that thinking process so habits is a shortcut to avoid all the decision making and our bodies and brains have become extremely good into hacking into this habit pattern and um, i yeah and if you analyze you know your 24 hours and chances are 90 95% of what is going to happen your day to day is a function of habit that you acquired at some point in life where do these habits come from so lot of, you know we are picking up habits from our environment all the time lot of habits are picked up from our parents so if you think about you know whether you're vegetarian or non vegetarian your breakfast is you know aloo paratha or idli you know it's a function of probably where you grew up it's now it's deeply ingrained habit it's not like a someone who eats idli or dosa cannot enjoy aloo paratha or vice versa but we acquired these habits from our parents from the environment we were in uh, and now it's become part of you know who we are we pick up lot of habits during college days you know suddenly we are outside our home we are in touch with lot of interesting people from you know all parts of country and um, you know some of them we find really cool behaviors or habits and we start to mimic those and before we know it those become part of you know uh, our habit lot of people's music taste change in you know, during college days because you discover what is the more cooler music compared to what you were you know used to listening to or um, uh you know you may your roommate might have a particular habit you know for example you know in my early career my roommate samir you know he was in the habit of going to gym regularly and then i started following him along and acquired this habit to go to gym which has stayed with me till this date you know it is great to samir that you know i've been basically going to gym for last 25 years so we are continuously observing these habits sometime you know when we change a job and start a new job we the you know, each office environment has a particular culture and we start to imbibe their culture so for example in manner went to when i was working in silicon valley the culture there was most people will amble in to work between 11 am and 1 pm before that i worked for a consulting company and there it was expected you need to be in office you know at 9 am sharp or before so i was used to that but within matter of few months i assimilated that habit and i also started going to work you know after midday and uh, you know come home late in the evening so we have this ability to continue to absorb habits from our system and that's how our default autopilot habits accumulate but is every single habit working for you or against you you may not know unless you consciously pay attention to that uh in fact you know a lot of marketers that hijack 
these this ability we have to form habits to impose habits they would like us to have for example you know this um, uh, uh, sneakers ad you might have seen you know that um, you know hungry kya hai you know almost trying to create a habit that at 3 or 4 pm when you become you feel some little bit of hunger craving you can go for the sneaker you know which is absolutely no sugar and calories is packed but if you become a habitual sneaker eater you know at 4 pm then the company sorted you know that now you become a lifelong customer you want to spend so much money every week every year so market is a continuously looking to see how can they get us hooked to a new habit in fact they are a deep student of uh, uh studying how habits form there was this um, uh lab called persuasion lab which started in stanford in early 2000s uh this famous stanford professor bj fogg he started this lab a lot of people who have done cutting edge pioneering work around how to build this habit forming product whether those are social media product or gaming products have studied in bj fogg's lab they take advantage of absolutely cutting edge behavioral psychology to create those cues to trigger that habit loop which we are able to if somehow we are able to get accustomed to then it becomes a ingrained part of you know things we consume on a habitual basis uh he in some way started this whole movement his book is um, tiny habits he has done a lot of work around that later on charles dorick he has his book power of habit and uh, recently atomic habit which is one of the biggest best selling habit book of all time so there you are you know you you know uh, you have all these habits which pretty much governs what happens during your day most of your habits you have acquired from your parents from your friends from the college you went to from various companies you might have worked on habits from your um spouse or girlfriend boyfriend uh, or even from your role models that you may watch for you may have watched or many habits might have been imprint imprinted on you by these really smart marketers who today understand everything about behavioral psychology but if you want to take control of your life if you want to be who you want to be then you have to take control of your habits you know the only way to be different than who you are and you don't have to be different if you are very happy with who you are great you probably already have tons of really good habits but most of us have unfulfilled dreams we want to do different things you know we have some expectations we are also evolving you know what might have worked great for me in 20s may not work in my 30s or 40s anymore but how do i become a different person if i'm somebody who was not working out but i now want to start working out i need to make a habit change if there are certain you know dietary pattern you know maybe i'm used to evening snacks you know which are mostly sugars and carbs and salt salty snacks and i want to give up that habit it's you'll have to learn how habits are formed how can you break habits and create that you know environment for you where you you are in charge of building habits breaking habits being able to build and break habits one habit at a time can profoundly change who you are you know five years down the line after you have broken down 10 existing habits and built 10 new new habits you can be a dramatically different person i think you know mastering habit is kind of absolute superpower it pretty much gives a license to who you want to be you know if you think about a question of who do you want to be when you grow up right and we are all growing up all the time the only way to answer that is by changing our habits you know i want to be something different or someone different you know five down the line i need to take control of my habits and actively work on how to make or break habits by understanding signs of habit
we have talked about the importance of habits you know how habits play a very critical role but how does one build a new habit and more importantly how does one sustain a habit over a long period of time fortunately the science of habit is very well understood most habit researchers you know break it down that fundamentally it comes down to this habit loop which is three parts the first part is cue cue is the initial trigger something that reminds you that you know you can take an action the example of a uh, trigger is the notification on your phone which is cueing you to potentially look into your phone action action is what you do when that cue happens you know the moment you see the cue the immediate next step you're likely to take so in the case of phone you'll pick up your phone and check into your whatsapp or email to what the next message is and the last part of habit loop is reward a reward is what you do as a result of action you do so the reward in the example of picking a phone is you get to read that new whatsapp message maybe you are anticipating a message or reply from somebody over whatsapp or email so that's your reward and that tiny bit of reward gives you this dopamine hit you feel good in fact in this example because the reward itself is variable you don't know what you're going to get you might get a reply you might not so there is also the built in anticipation and when the anticipation gets resolved the kick is even higher so every time this cue action reward cycle repeat the habit loop keeps getting stronger and stronger at some point it becomes absolute autopilot you know the brain already knows when this cue happens i do the action so today most of the time when you do get that uh, notification on your phone you are not going to actively think about where you will pick up the phone or not obviously you will just pick up the phone you will consume your reward which is the message you will get your dopamine kick and put the phone down and so on and you know it's crazy how many times the cycle can repeat in a day you know when we look at the data about how many times people pick up their phone during the day it's anywhere from 100 to 200 times this literally every 2 minute to 5 minute of waking hours but that's one example so understand the cycle now you can work with this you know for any habit you want to work you'll have to design adequate cues you know i'll give some examples so for recent you know uh, not recently last year i wanted to build a habit of listening to some of the podcasts that i really like uh, lex friedman and huberman labs so what i did at the i designed the cue that you know you know i wanted to listen to podcasts while working out in the gym and i start my gym routine from treadmill so what i did was i put the small speaker on the treadmill itself so whether i remember or not but the moment i step into treadmill which is almost a given you know i already had the habit of going to gym and starting my workout with the treadmill so i will see this little speaker that will act as a reminder that's my cue that i had put in there because i want to listen to podcast so i'll you know pull out my phone uh play the podcast and start my walking and you know during the my gym hours i'll end up listening to podcast for maybe 45 minute or 1 hour now that i have done it for over a year it has become an autopilot behavior i don't need to remind myself in fact if for whatever reason that speaker is not there i look for it because you know my brain knows the act of in walking to gym stepping to treadmill is um, it's expecting you know that podcast listen session to commence at that point so whatever habit you want to build you know thinking through in terms of what those initial cue that you can create uh you know people talk about habit stacking so the idea of habit stacking is that layering a new habit on top of one that you already have for example you know if you want to build a habit of going out for a morning walk and let's say i uh, or rather let's hope you have a habit of brushing your teeth in the morning so that you know something that happens every day i'm sure 
you don't get up and think about whether I should brush today or not, or feeling too lazy. It's just something, you know, without even thinking about it, you amble into your washroom, you pick up your brush and, you know, toothpaste and start uh, brushing your teeth. Now, you might forget that you're trying to build a new habit of going out for a walk. So why don't you, you know, take your running shoes the day before and keep it right next to uh, where your you know, toothpaste and brush is, or even put your toothpaste uh, you know, on top of your you know, running shoes. So the morning when you go, you will see, you know, and then you will realize the shoes are there for a reason. That's a reminder, you know, to, for you to put on your shoes. And if you have a reluctance about, you know, you might feel that you don't have a half an hour, one hour, you break it down. You say, you know, I'm going to just walk, go out for a walk for five minutes. Now, how difficult can that be? You know, just put on your shoes. You already have a reminder, you know, your action is going out for that five minute or 10 minute walk. And reward is you will feel pretty good, you know, about having uh, taken that first initial step towards building a habit. You can take those small baby steps. Now, the trick is, you know, it's not going to be easy. In the first few days or few weeks, it's going to be difficult. Chances are you might forget to do this uh, next day. So, you know, that six to eight week window is very crucial. Most habit researchers, you know, talk about the fact that it takes anywhere between six to 12 weeks to build a new habit. So we need to have very strong regimen for those six to 12 weeks. You know, there you'll have to have some kind of internal accountability mechanism or even better external accountability mechanism. What is external accountability? You can have, let's say, you know, you want to build a habit of working out and you can sign up somebody in your circle saying, we are going to work out together. Now your buddy can hold you accountable. That day you don't want to work out, that person wants to go work out. Other way, you know, lot, what a lot of people do is you sign up for a personal trainer for two months and you ask the person to show up at your doorstep, you know, every day at 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. Or, or evening 6 p.m. if that's what you want to do. Now you have somebody else to be accountable for. Even if you don't remember, this other person reminding you becomes your very strong cue and also accountable threshold. So with that, if you are able to do, you will notice subtle changes within few weeks itself. You will start to feel that internal tug or pull to do that activity. And that's a sign of that habit is starting to form. So it's about creating those cues which act as a reminder or accountability, taking that action. And it's also important to reflect on that. So now imagine you are able to do your first class, second class. Take five minutes at the end of that workout class and remind yourself that this is a new behavior you are able to do. Try to recreate the emotion of feeling happy for having taken the action which was very hard for you. So that will create that positive dopamine feeling completing one loop of cue, action, reward. Reward being you patting yourself on the back, reminding yourself that now you have taken the first step towards the habit you want to build. Looking at a much longer time horizon, the way I see the habits play out, it's um, you know three distinct phases. When you decide initially that you want to build a habit, you have to rely a lot on willpower. That's not easy at all. That's where most people struggle and therefore creating you know very, very powerful cues and creating very strong accountability mechanism and you know deep diving into your own willpower is going to get you past the initial hump if you are able to do that for 4 weeks it will automatically it will start to you know show some signs of being autopilot behavior but you know you are far from done but you are somehow able to continue for another couple of months the habits start to become fairly robust and then from there on, habit will take over and assuming no major break happens and you are able to continue this for say six months, 12 months 
over a long period of time it will start to become part of your identity identity when it becomes part of your identity then it's very very difficult to break the habit for example someone who is whose identity is that of being a vegetarian they will never feel get tempted to have a you know uh, some non veg food for fun in fact they'll go out of their way to make sure they avoid similarly people who don't drink it's part of their identity i am kind of getting there so i gig you know i gave up drinking alcohol last year it was definitely not easy again took me you know many years to get to that point but after giving up alcohol you know and first 3 6 month i would still get get tempted for me the cue was you know a lot of time i travel when i am you know go back to my hotel room by 6 pm or 7 pm you know nothing else to do and that's a very powerful cue to either use the hotel room mini bar that you know most hotel these days have or through room service order a drink but i had to fight that urge you know for for for, for a while but now it's starting to become part of my identity and i'm coming close to nearly a year of not drinking and i think if i can continue for another year or so i'll become somebody who does not drink then there is no temptation it does not matter whether social occasion we are celebrating something or walking to hotel room or you know or but uh, i don't know doing a, a winery tour in napa valley it doesn't matter you know what that is so this whole journey of relying very heavily on willpower you know over first few months translating that willpower into a habit which will an autopilot behavior and taking the habit all the way to your identity that's probably most robust robust way of ensuring that habits becomes deeply ingrained part of you who you are now just because something's a habit does not mean that you will not fall off uh, workout is one example that most people take you know even if you work out for 3 months 4 months 6 months sometimes you tend to fall off you know we see that a lot in the cult journey a lot of people sign up with you know a lot of enthusiasm people want to incorporate workout in their uh, daily routines and somehow they are able to you know with that initial willpower and all the support they get at cult they are able to come to gym regularly for 3 4 months then some life event happens you know sometimes it's travel so when you're traveling a lot of people you know lose out their habit of working out sometimes some life event you fall sick or somebody else in the family is sick or sometimes there is a work situation that uh, you need to manage you are putting in long hours and when you miss your workout for 1 2 3 weeks then the inertia gets hold of you you know taking that baby step to go back for one workout is very hard what you can do in those situations is have some kind of you know startup ritual and what i mean by startup ritual is let's say you say that you know i'm struggling to get back into habit of working out but what i can do is just put on my workout shoes and just go to gym i'm going to go to gym watch other people work out and come back home like now the inertia is not very high you know lot of long distance runners use this technique you know i've used in fact when i started to do long distance running where after 10 km you don't want to run so i'll say myself i'm going to just run another 200 meters and i'm quit but when you do those 200 meters you feel little more motivation you say again i'm going to do 200 meters more and quit and before you know it you might have done another 4 or 5 km so if you are able to just go to gym only to watch other people work out you know for a few days you will feel you know that start to feel that energy you will reconnect with the feeling you had when you were working out before and you will be able to probably take you know just easy 10 or 15 minute workout you know one of the easiest thing to do in a gym just step on a treadmill you know put it on a 4 km per hour and just walk for 5 or 10 minutes you automatically start to feel better so figuring out you know when you're falling off the wagon when a habit is 
starting to break off and then finding these you know circuit breakers where you go back and reconnect with the feeling is probably best to restart uh, if you already have a, had a habit um, and when you restart it will not take you next you know 6 to 8 weeks to get back into the habit and just even if you are able to do it for a week or two week in a row you are able to you will be able to find that habit you know much faster compared to first time around so you know just understanding this larger framework of uh if you don't do anything doing it will certainly require tapping into willpower but you can also make life easy by changing your environment accordingly uh you know because a lot of autopilot behavior happens because of our environment so for example you know if if you are in the habit of eating something that you don't want to eat anymore if it is readily available in your home or at your office or in your fridge chances are when you're feeling tempted and distracted in your or just automatic like a zombie walk up to the fridge and you know, pull out that uh, uh tub of ice cream and you know before you know to finish half of it right but if you just stop stocking it you know when you are in a good mood when you're doing your grocery shopping you ensure that you just eliminate so that if you really feel you know that urge you will have to do lot of extra effort so now you create a lot of hurdles in between you know i have seen that example in curefit you know we used to have this large cookie jars in uh, all cafeteria now they supposedly you know healthy atta biscuit but if you look into the ingredients is still you know full of sugar and refined carbohydrates you know which shoots up your glycemic index uh, immediately they were kept on this counter you know visibly so when you are come out of a stressful meeting or your afternoon energy starts to dip there is the temptation to walk into you know that cookie jar and pick up two sometimes two becomes four or six and you don't even realize but you have consumed that so now what i have done is you know we have kept those cookie jars are still there but they are kept away from they are not in your line of sight so you have to kind of go around the kitchen counter look for it you know in different shelves and you can still find it and the consumption has gone out down by you know i think nearly 80 85% with just simple change of changing the you know office environment um in the book nudge the author talks about you know how this lot of organizations how they can bake in some of the smaller changes to create to make uh it easier to adopt a good habit and to make it you know much harder to do an action which is harmful for you by making this incremental environmental nudges one can make it in easier for people to develop better habits and get rid of bad habits you know if you are in a position where you are responsible for a team or or an organization there lot you can change in your environment of course you can make lot of changes at your home itself you know for example at uh, my home i don't really stock any junk food at all it's just not available it does not mean i don't feel tempted about junk food but i have to put in that much extra effort so you can leverage your environment to make the process of building a new habit lot easier so at this point in the episode i think we have covered a lot about why habits are important why habits evolved how habits work as an energy saving device the idea of habit loop for building new habits or for breaking habits but still the fact remains that habit change is hard it's not easy for anyone so let me talk about some other things you know which can have a significant impact in moving you towards the habit change goals you want to make one is this idea that i call grand gestures what is grand gesture is doing something big and profound you know it's a much larger than you know 10x or 100x bigger than the habit change you want to do let me take some example actually let me start with you know some of the things that i rely on sometime i'm traveling and uh, 
my food habits go for a toss i eat whatever is available you know while i want to do intermittent fasting but i might end up eating 3 4 times during the day and after 4 5 days you know feeling not that great after i come back i'll probably do a 24 hour fast or a 36 hour fast now it's not easy but i'll just take this up as a challenge i'll say i'm just not going to touch food for next 24 hours and because i do intermittent fasting i'm used to not eating for 16 18 hours so it's not that big of a deal but just the act of not eating for 24 hours acts as a very strong reminder that and that you know i can do it you start to feel good about having done that thing it only takes a day and then that much more motivated to get back to my regular diet routine from that day onwards similarly for workout you know, if you're out of workout habit or trying to build a workout habit let's say you know you take half a day you know perhaps on a saturday you say i'm going to be very active for 6 hours now that's crazy you know you regularly want to work out just 1 hours a day but what does being active for 6 hours means you know maybe let's say in the morning you go for a slow walk or jog or run and just walk for an hour or even 2 hours then go to the gym have a very light workout but spend the 1 hour in the gym maybe you're done with that at 10 am then do a yoga class you can do again outside the gym or at home just dedicating that 6 hours for this act of working out it will recondition your yourself very strongly you know your memory of having done that will be that much strong on sunday monday tuesday you know so is automatically queuing and or priming your body to be able to do that if you, let's say you've been wanting to write a book as well long time and you have not written any word at all how about taking 3 or 4 days off you know we all routinely take 3 4 days off for a uh, vacation uh, how about you take a writing break for 3 4 days where you clean up everything your calendar let's say it's a thursday morning and you tell yourself i'm going to write as many words as possible maybe 10000 words now put this in perspective 10000 words is about 10% of way to write a book and most good authors write between 1000 to 3000 words a day so it's not big of a deal and you give yourself further license i'm not going to care about the quality of what i'm going to write in fact i'm going to throw away whatever i'm going to write but just you know multiple times in a day during those four day window sit down in front of your laptop and write whatever comes to your mind you know you're not looking for quality you are just looking for quantity but having written those 10000 words your confidence in your able to sit down and write something will go up significantly so you can intersperse you know these grand gestures every now and then you don't have to do it every week but even every few months you know or or once or twice a year can give that very strong jolt very strong boost to be on your way of making that profound habit change we have lot of these natural opportunities in our calendar so it's you know our day is structured in 24 hour window our week is structured in 7 days month is 30 31 days where is natural holidays long weekends you have birthdays anniversaries new year so all these dates are great time to start something new you don't have to wait for the new year only for the resolutions you can have these resolutions throughout the year so if you look at you know these opportunities of starting something new or stopping something you know coinciding that with a particular date it's also you know creates a little more meaning for you and also acts as a reminder so you can you know use your weekend very effectively or start of the month that this month i'm going to sign up for a challenge to either do something for next 30 days if it is a positive habit or not do something for 30 days if that is too much you can do same week and on sunday you can decide write it down remind you some multiple times tell people around you 
and just a simple challenge of not doing that thing for next seven days. You know, it's difficult but not impossible. And when you do do it, you feel so great about yourself. This can create, you know, uh, that uh, uh, you can create some kind of streak in your life. You know, streak becomes something you become very vested in. So, what do we know about the science of habit? I'll share the framework I use for any habit change. I think the hardest part is putting in first 10 hours. If it is a habit about going to a gym, you may want to, or your desire may be to build it a lifelong habit, but that's not going to happen overnight. Can you just create a two-week plan or three-week plan where you just want to be a simple milestone of hitting first 10 hours? It doesn't matter what you do. You can work out or you may not work out. Just can you spend 10 hours in a gym? Or if your habit is to build, uh, to start doing meditation regularly, can you um, just stay with your meditation app 10 minutes a day for 10 days? Getting past the initial hump gives you a lot of feedback. It also gives you a lot of confidence. If you are able to do those 10 activities or 10 hours, then after that, focus on next 10 hours or next 10 activities and so on. If you manage to cross 100 hours, it will become deeply ingrained habit. So it's just, that's the hard part. Now, how do we put in that hard part? Let's come back to this Q action reward mechanism, both for good habits that you want to build or bad habits you want to break. So let's say you are, if you're somebody who is not active at all, but you want to become active, you know, you decide whether you want to do in morning or evening. Let's say you pick morning. Now, what may happen is you are thinking about building fitness as a habit in the morning now. But when you get up in the morning, you will be in a different set of my uh, mindset because you are used to a different routine. So you need a, some kind of re reminder or some kind of cue. So do you know something dramatic. For example, you can put your running shoes on your, you know, on top of your laptop, you know, so that the moment if, you know, morning you go to your desk and uh, you see your running shoes there as a reminder. So there is no chance you will forget that, you know, you're supposed to do something. So put on your running shoes, go outdoors or go to a gym for some time and come back. And when you're done, you again leave back your cleaned running shoes again on top of your laptop or on your desk or by your bedside table, you know, something where you will not forget to see that. So you are trying to build that cue. Similarly, if you want to have a meditation habit, let's say you want to meditate for nine minutes, for 10 minutes every day at 9 a.m., you set an alarm on your phone with a meditation music. You know, you can change the ringtone. So find something meditative, set an alarm for 9 a.m. That becomes your cue when the meditation music goes off automatically, then you know that you're supposed to at least sit down for 10 minutes and uh, meditate on your own or with a app. We'll talk about meditation and how to learn meditating in a lot more detail in one of the subsequent uh, podcasts. But, you know, that's another example of putting a cue. If you're somebody, let's say, you know, you have temptation to raid the fridge uh, late at night for, I don't know, ice cream or something, you can put a like big uh, post-it note uh, where write something, you know, dramatic on that air, no-go zone after 10 p.m. So every time you open the refrigerator, at least you will see that and maybe that will act as a cue that reminds you that is something you don't want to do. Take some time 
identify habit that you want to build and then try to design what is the right cue which will not fail to remind you when the time comes somewhere you need that external support or external push to remind you when you get that cue what is the action you want to take when you take that action you know how will you feel great about having taken that action and if you manage to repeat this cycle for as little as 4 weeks in some cases 8 weeks or 12 weeks great things will happen at some point nobody will need to remind you to do that you know that's the power of habit you know that's the magic of building these habits so since we are having this podcast you know today's episode about habit let's mutually make a pact of uh, making one big habit change i'll start first um i really want to have a ha- um, uh, to build a habit around this podcast where you know i have a busy schedule i have lot going on my work is really important for me uh, so i want to be able to do this podcast in an efficient manner so the habit i want to build is after i'm done with my morning workout and meditation just reserve one hour either to do research or read the script or actually shoot like i'm doing right now and if i can do that 5 days a week i think we can very easily stick to the schedule of producing one podcast every week so i'm going to work on that habit you should think about what is the habit you can start today i think we are talking lot about uh, science of habit building and so on but uh, beyond entertainment is not going to be useful unless you are able to transition to one habit change you are going to start working on it today uh, it could be anything it could be workout related meditation related reading related maybe you want to make one change in your diet you know that change could be maybe preponing your uh, eating time from 8 pm in the evening to 7 pm or it's about maybe eliminating the afternoon snacking whatever it is you know i can't pick the habit for you you pick what is a habit change and then immediately you know do the work of translating that into what are the cues which can act as reminder to either do some new action for a new habit or cues that can remind you to not take an action for a bad habit and when you successfully complete that action or not take that action because you are trying to break a habit reward yourself some way acknowledge that feel good about that and try to make the cycle repeat again and again if you are able to make one successful habit change by virtue of you know listening to this podcast i think it'll be a tremendous success because you will not only make that one habit change but you will also learn what it takes to make a habit change and that is a superpower you know i would like all of us to have that superpower where we can make habit change at will if you can learn the science of habit building you can learn how to create that virtuous cycle of building a new habit or how to break out of a negative habit cycle you can slowly transform yourself you will be somewhat different three months down the line because you have one new habit then maybe you add one more habit so six months down the line maybe you are somebody who now does evening journaling or someone who goes for a morning walk or someone who does not eat a dessert every single time you know go out or you know whatever habit change you want to make year down the line you would have made four or five habit changes and you will feel very confident about being able to make those habit change and these habits for you will compound over a period of time if you keep making habit changes if i take my today's version and over next 2 3 years i add bunch of habits which i believe are good for me at this stage of my life 
and eliminate things which are not good for me at this stage of life. After a few years, I'll be a different person, and that is the power of habit. And what's the what's most beautiful about that is you don't even have to work hard at it once the habit is formed. Your brain is so powerful; its energy-saving mechanism will take over. It will become autopilot ingrained habit. You know, today some of the good habits in my life, I don't have to do anything about it. I on a almost an autopilot mode. I finish everything I need to do by seven p.m. I go to bed by nine p.m. I am at gym six a.m. I am meditating at seven thirty a.m. It obviously wasn't that easy, but I build this habit slowly over a period of time. Sometimes I still struggle with keeping those habits. You can easily fall out of a habit. So how do you bounce back and uh, uh, restart the habit is also very important. But uh, the key thing to keep in mind is by making slow habit changes, you can completely transform yourself. one tool i really like uh, it takes some time and effort but you can consider doing this you know what i call this you know 10 pages for next 10 years of your life so what this tool means is find 2 3 hours you know you can do it weekday evening or a weekend and try to write 10 pages about your life over 10 years it could be anything it could be a list of things you want to do you know professional outcome you want to achieve or a creative output you want to produce or place in the world you want to visit or a future version of yourself you know how do you visualize yourself 5 years down the line 10 years down the line anything about your life just fill up those 10 pages the format doesn't matter what you write doesn't matter but what you are doing is you are deliberately thinking about your life over next 10 years you should be able to write 10 pages worth of content of uh, who you want to be over next 10 years what that will do is they'll create a mental template a picture of your future self using that picture you can slowly break it down that you know for me to be that person i need to make habit 1 habit 2 habit 3 so the reason this exercise is useful is you're not randomly coming up with the habit changes you want to make these are you will make choices which are very closely related to Uh, who you want to be let's take an example let's say you are 35 year old and uh, you imagine your future self 10 years down the line is someone who is able to do all these amazing treks around the world now trekking is a physically exhausting activity it requires a lot of stamina you need to be fit and if you are somebody who is not working out today you clearly you know you need to build a habit of some kind of workout you can slowly build up on it to build more stamina but your future self requires you to build that habit today uh if you want to you know maybe somebody who wants to retire 15 years down the line so you need to think about you know uh what kind of financial equation you need to have for yourself for that you might need to start uh, some habit for saving money or investing or earning additional supplementary income but the cues for the habit you need to build need to come from future if you come from a family with uh, any kind of lifestyle diseases you know in india we have lot of people are diabetic you know diabetes is a both genetic and lifestyle disease but if you have a most people in family tend to get pre diabetic or diabetic in their 40s and 50s and you don't want to get there you need to make your diet changes today so write those 10 pages for next 10 years of your life 
then translate that into what are the habits you can start building today and don't start with five habits no one can do that it's not possible you will fail in everything just start with one habit or two if you are really ambitious you think you know you have that inordinate will power okay maybe you know you can start with two habits you know i tend to start with just one at a time and you can layer those on you know maybe a few weeks down the line after you have made progress with habit 1 you can start making progress habit 2 and as you know make one significant habit change your self image will become so positive you'll get so much more confidence in yourself you will you would have see learned you know what are the bottlenecks what are the struggles in making habit change but also how do you de bottleneck you know how do you become somebody who is able to make that habit change and then just let that compound over a long period of time and it'll be really magical you know things that will happen over 5 or 10 years you know it's impossible to imagine you know anything that has happened in my life so far is because of different habits i picked up over a period of time some habits you know i've copied from the people i admired some habits i picked up from the books i've read some habits are more um, are uh, born out of a necessity because i wanted to do something i understood you know to be able to write a book i have to write 500 words a day so therefore i had to build that habit is very much a work in progress at this point i feel absolutely free i you know i have the confidence that i can build the habits i want and by virtue of being able to build those habits i can become a different person if i choose to be if i don't like something about what i do at present then i can consciously work on changing those habits so that freedom and that sense of power is i think very profound you know i hope i am able to communicate to you like how important uh the ability to understand how habits work and how empowering the idea that you can make habit change if you just take in the effort to understand it's not rocket science at all people make habit changes all the time all too often these changes happen because of life events or because we don't have a choice but if you take control of this dialogue if you become captain of the ship that you are going to decide what habit changes you want to make and over a period of time you are going to become really really good at making those habit changes there is basically nothing you can do i think people who want to have big impact in life you know they figure out what are those critical habits you know i was recently watching uh, uh this netflix series uh last dance about the life story of michael jordan he had this habit of always showing up as a first person in the gym for practice and leaving as a last person from the gym that's a big part of you know what made him great uh i remember listening to a talk by michael bloomberg you know he is he's done amazing things in life he has built a massive business he has been a very successful politician he is a great philanthropist and he was saying that very early in his career he decided that no matter what happens he is going to be first person who comes to office and last person to leave the office again michael jordan like attitude and he was creating that single habit to everything that he has been able to do in his life a friend of mine mukesh prasad singh he has this annual ritual where he takes last week of the year off he deeply reflects about his year what all happened in the year what are things he is proud of uh what are things he did right what changes he was able to make what are things he is not able to do and he's been doing it for last 25 years he has all those documents written over last 25 years uh if you don't do it you can start that annual ritual now you will be able to reflect on that 5 years down the line 10 years down the line develop deeper insights about uh, 
how you are making progress year over year uh but you know you decide what are the habits that matter to you i don't know anyone who is able to create big impact in life who is not rooted in some fundamental habits which are deeply connected to what the person is trying to achieve we keep repeating that behavior that small positivity keeps happening day after day keeps adding up and you know enables all kind of incredible com- compounding in our lives so we have covered a lot of ground in understanding how habits work what habits can do for you what is the science of habit how do you build new habits how do you break habits but what habits to work on how do you decide what the right habits for you but let's go through some of the high impact habits now i am not saying everyone should have these habits this is just a sample of habits that i think lot of people who pursue peak performance who pursue high impact have some version of these habits nobody has all of these habits but these are some sample habits for you to mull over think about if something uh you are able to relate to something you might have thought of in the past uh you can consider building the habit and everything we talked in this episode about building habits you can apply to some of these habits so let's go through morning till night you know what are the habits you consider so what happens the first thing in the morning after you get up from the bed get past your you know daily routine what are the first few things you engage with you know lot of people these days will probably engage their phone they'll go through their email whatsapp messages instagram feed and so on so you are already feeding lot of external information to your brain is that what you want to do when you wake up in the morning or not obviously my recommendation is not you know uh it's uh, you want to be probably be alone with your thoughts in the morning as opposed to engaging with all kind of information out there which is going to take over your thought process do you want to have some kind of priming habit in the morning what i mean by priming is lot of people have that it could be both uh mind and physical how do you put yourself in a really good state of mind some people listen to certain kind of music some people have go through a checklist of things which reminds them what is really important to them that day i have my priming routine that i spend 5 to 10 minutes it's just basic list of five six things that i want to be mindful of and uh, uh you know one of them is just focus on deep work you know i feel i can make much better use of my day if i am able to channel my day towards doing one thing deeply as opposed to doing lot of scattered things so whatever is important to you that you want to remind yourself of it could be something like going for a morning walk where you are out there in the nature breathing fresh air be alone with your own thoughts and just thinking about you know what you want to do during the day it could be a workout habit it could be a meditation habit it could be a reading habit if you like somebody you know um, reading in the morning it could be just spending that quality half an hour with your family members we just sit on dining table no one with their phone on you just sitting and having a conversation um it could be writing habit you know if you want to start getting in the habit of writing something you know it could be work related it could be fiction non fiction anything you know it's your choice uh 
So how do you want to fill, you know, first three, four hours of the day after you get up? You know, what are the right habits which will help you make progress towards where you want to go in the long term? Similarly, habits related to your work, you know, most of us spend anywhere between eight to 10 hours at our workplace. So what are the right kind of workplace habits? You know, the moment you're walking at work, do you get busy with meetings or you open your laptop and start browsing news and messages and so on. Like, how do you want to start your day? What's the, you know, do you want to have some kind of breathing exercises uh, when you start your day? Or do you want to make a checklist of what do you want to get done during the day? One really good habit is to make a checklist and with that, pick the most important thing and finish that first half of the day. You know, people call this eating your frog. Is a very famous book with the same title. You know, it is... The quote is originally from Mark Twain. The idea of eating your frog means doing the most important task first thing in the morning. So maybe you want to build that as a habit. Uh, what do you do during the day? You know, do you have your lunch at your desk while you're busy coding or working or engaging in a meeting? Or you want to have a lunch having a conversation with someone? Do you want to take break every 90 minutes or you know, two hours, which is highly recommended. You know, most of our, our brain gets fatigued after 60 to 120 minutes of work, are able to pay attention, focus goes down. So do you want to have some habits around that? How do you want to close your day? You know, what does your evening look like? You know, it's uh, most people will have a lot of autopilot habits in terms of um, how do you close your work? Uh, are you with people or are you going to be alone? Do you want to go out? Do you do not want to go out? If you reach home, do you automatically switch on the TV and happen just watch whatever happens see on the television or, or uh, binge watching something on Netflix or you want to set aside some time for dinner, reflection, catching other people, catching up with people you care about? Do you want to consider having kind of some kind of evening journaling practice, you know, a lot of people find it very powerful to just reflect on the day, write down what went well, what didn't go well, what do you want to do different? Do you want to have some kind of gratitude practice where you just take five minutes and thank whatever is great in your life? It could be people, it could be your work, it could be your opportunities, it could be your health, anything you feel really good about. So you have opportunities to design all kinds of habit throughout your day. Some of these habits appear very simple, but can be very powerful over a long period. Uh, what do you do just before you go to bed? Where do you want to keep your phone? Do you want to keep your phone right next to you on the bedside table? Some people even keep their phone below their pillow. Is that what you want to do? Or you want to leave your phone in some other room so that you are not going to be distracted with your phone uh, during the night? So you scan your day and see like what are the opportunities to add habits which are going to enhance the quality of your day, which will enhance your productivity, which will enhance your health, which can enhance your relationship and ensuring that you are slowly moving towards what really matters in your life. You also need to be very cautious about who is building habit in your life. What I mean by that is all the literature about behavioral psychology that we know is also known to all the technology companies in the world, especially social media, video gaming, instant communication. 
these companies also employ world's top-notch behavioral psychologists. They understand what it takes to build a habit. They understand the cue, action, reward cycle. Everything that happens to your phone has been very intelligently designed for you to consume more and more content. Because the more content you consume, the more time you pick up your phone during the day, that's your attention that is directed towards your phone. And that is the attention the search companies and social networking companies can monetize. That's why you see those annoying ads all the time because that's effectively you are trading your attention uh, for, you know, uh, you get to watch free content, which is paid for by the ads. So pretty much these companies are capturing your attention, mining your attention and selling it to advertisers. And these apps are really good, you know, through intelligent notification. You have push notifications, you have, you know, all notifications are red because the red catches our attention. You know, if the not notification were blue, you will not pay that much attention. You know, there is no coincidence that traffic light is red because uh, authorities want you to pay attention to red light. Similarly, notifications are red because the app uh, makers want us to pay attention to our notifications. The things we consume, you know, you will have uh, these snacking companies creating all these ads, you know, which almost make it a virtue out of having a evening 4 p.m. snack as if, you know, having a sugary snack at that time is the best way to enjoy your life. So a lot of advertisers, a lot of app makers, they hack into the same circuitry which goes into building habits. A lot of people over a period of time, you know, built up a habit of uh, having a morning cereal. You know, this cereal used to be um, very high glycemic index, um, carb, which will get absorbed very quickly, spike up your glucose levels in the bloodstream. And they were touted as a healthy habit. You know, these companies will promote that breakfast is the most important habit that one can have, which is absolutely not true. You know, you can have eat whenever you want. It will have a very detailed podcast on the right way to design your diet. But uh, keeping in mind that lot of habits that we acquire is because of advertisement we are exposed to, certain kind of lifestyle that we see on YouTube or Instagram, um, the how various apps are designed to get our attention, give us that instant dopamine hit so that we crave that action again and again. So it's very important to guard yourself. You know, you can choose to build whatever ha habit makes sense to you, which enhances quality of your life. But we watch a, be watchful of, are you letting other people build habits for you? So in the habit context, people also often talk about rituals. What is the difference between habit and ritual? Both are these repeated activities, which are hopefully autopilot behavior. The way I see it, Every ritual is also a habit, but every habit is not a ritual. What makes a difference? What rituals do is they elevate the meaning of habit. The moment you impose something, you know, larger in life or deep, profound meaning to a habit, which means something really deeply to you. An example of very simple ritual is daily or a weekly prayer habit a lot of people have. Now, it's obviously a habit that you are repeating it on a regular frequency, but for most people, the meaning is much larger than just the act of doing their activity. So that's the big difference between habits and ritual. Whenever you are able to make a habit into a ritual, not only it becomes that much more stronger, 
but also affects you at deep emotional level we see that lot of sports people when they walk into arena whether it's a cricketing ground or it's a boxing ring they will touch they will bend down and touch the floor that's a act of showing their reverence for that field they are grateful for the fact that they're getting to play that sport the sports means means much larger to them than just getting to arena and competing for best possible score or for the medal uh we see a lot of performance artists do the same thing the moment they walk onto stage they will again bend forward and touch the stage sometime they will take a moment to say a small prayer or reflect sometime they remind themselves that you know uh this is their life's ambition this is their life's dream to be able to be on that stage and get to perform day after day so when you start to become more aware of that meaning the you become that much more focused you are fully present you will get the maximum out of spending that uh, those few hours in that activity so you can think about you know consciously where do you have the opportunity to create a ritual out of some habits in your life some of the habits that i do which are deeper meaning to me are things like in the morning i have a small priming habit i go through few things one of the first one is you know this uh, latin phrase momento mori which basically means remember you have to die now that has a deeper meaning to me you know i am somewhat it makes me on a daily basis being aware of the finiteness of life therefore i am that much more inspired to try to do something useful during that day i know this one day out of finite number of days that me or anyone else have so i have deeper meaning as opposed to just reminding myself you know what all i want to accomplish that day similarly i go to my parent house every day sunday evening get to eat home food uh, but just connecting with them spending that one hour with them every week has a deeper meaning to me so it's obviously a habit i do it every sunday but because of meaning the chances of me missing that is very low i'll really go out away my way to make sure i am not missing that some of the authors i like you know they've talked about some very interesting rituals steven pressfield you know he's written this phenomenal book called war of art so he talks about this core idea of you know resistance that whenever any of us want to do a creative work we feel this resistance to procrastinate you know to not do it today to do it later you know and slowly the number of days and weeks will pile on uh and sometimes even when we sit down to work we don't feel inspired we feel we don't have anything interesting to say so he has created this ritual which basically called invocation of the muses he borrowed this from ancient greeks where they had literally a song that they will sing from the beginning of any creative performance or creative endeavor so he just goes through the motion of reciting that poem so for him the act of doing that poem elevates the meaning of that exercise you know then he is no longer trying to write his 500000 words he is trying to literally get the muses to sing on his shoulder so he is inspired to create something which does not exist and the attitude you will bring into your work you know changes automatically at cult we use a very simple ritual at the end of each class the whole class gathers they put their hands together and in unison they all shout we are cult that act of saying we are cult together improves the group cohesiveness people feel they belong to cult community the 50 minutes they spend together working out acquires a larger meaning and therefore their odds of coming back for next class and considering cult class a big part of their identity goes up so you can think about you know what are the habits you currently have or habits you want to build and what meaning you can impart 
at the beginning of the habit at the end of habit or when you think about that habit i think that's you know one very powerful tool to not only make sure the habit sticks but it also starts to serve deeper meaning in your life so i think we can intelligently harness the power of rituals and create much deeper meaning out of some of the habits that matter to us you know rituals can put us in a certain state of mind they can be great mood shifter because every time you do the action you are also aware of what that means to you and then you can tap into that state of being you know it could be a uh, um sense of awe it could be deep resolution it could be deep gratitude whatever it means to you it's for you to decide but you can be uh, more aware of uh, this whole idea of creating rituals so that's pretty much i wanted to cover i think hopefully by now you are convinced that how important powerful habits are uh, there is no running away from the fact that we are all bundled habits whether you pay attention to this podcast episode or not we are all accustomed to the habits that uh, pretty much run our day if you are able to pay more attention to habits that we have uh, acknowledge which are the habits we like which are serving good purpose in our life which are the habits we have which are perhaps not serving good purpose or leading us down a track which is totally disconnected from the vision we have for ourselves then you can proactively work on those habits uh i think we covered lot of literature and tools on how one can go about building new habits or breaking existing habits but uh, if you can come away from this episode with the conviction that uh, i'm going to be more aware about the habits i have i am going to be more deliberate about which habits i want to keep which habits i want to change you can basically become whoever you want to be and the impact of this in your life and as a result the impact you want to create in your life be will become that much more real the i talked about the impact has to be long term journey long term happens only one day at a time day happens one habit at a time and being in control of the habits you have is the surest way of changing who you are of building what you want to build in the long term and ultimately getting closer and closer to the exponential impact you want to create in your life so what is the habit you want to start changing from today think about it at sparks we aim to bring to you stories of exponential impact We share in-depth analysis of what goes behind success stories. If you find our conversations interesting, you can join us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to Sparks on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any other audio platform of your choice. If you have any suggestions on who we should invite or what topics we need to cover, just let us know in the comments. We are always listening, looking for ways to improve, and keep getting better as we go along.